Welcome back, know-it-alls. Thanks for listening to the show. And as always, give us some feedback about what we are doing so we can make sure you're having a good time listening to us. Welcome back, Know-It-Alls. This week is the first part of a two-part episode with Charlie Ray, where we talk about relationships, whether or not they're personal romantic relationships or work relationships. Either way, sit back and enjoy part one with Charlie Ray. Okay. You have to accept it, right? Yeah, I got it. I, I accepted it. You accepted it like you accept my dick inside your mouth? Yeah. Oh, that's hot. It doesn't take up much room. I can still talk. It's true. You could probably fit 10 or 15 of my dicks in almost anything. Well, you know what? The thing, though, that's as as I was told, my dick's versatile, so I'll take that. It's like if you let me stick it anywhere I want, I'm, I'll I'll let you call it whatever you want. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's probably the show this week. People have already <laughs> they've already turned it off. They're like, nope, done. Not listening to this shit. Uh, strangely enough, we're not talking about dicks this week. Strangely enough, I mean, we can if you want to, but I, I'm leaning more towards. Uh, I, I keep seeing you hanging out with a lady friend. And I know you were not dating for, for a while by choice. And now all of a sudden there's a lot of pictures of you hanging out in very nice parks and doing nice romantic, you know, relationship things. Do you want to talk about it? Well, we can talk about it. It's a, a new relationship, but right now that new relationship's on a break. So, oh. uh, so why, why would that happen? Yeah, just, you know, a lot of life, life situations, you know, things, things are always happening in people's lives, especially, you know, when you got two people, two people who are both working two jobs. And in her case, uh, she also has uh, children, so uh, older children, but still, you know, still takes uh, involvement. So just a lot of just a lot of really busy life and uh, not enough time really to, to devote to dating sometimes. So taking a taking a break and we'll see if, uh, and we'll see if it picks back up much, much like zoom meetings that they have to be, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Finessed. So true. And I guess, you know, you could always pay for the zoom and then, you know, I can do unlimited recordings, but for now it's only 30 minutes at a time, which right. I'm, I'm going to be honest, fucking sucks because I, I could talk for like 10 hours straight. Yeah. And, and I zoom zoom probably knows better. I shouldn't be talking for 10 hours straight. Maybe half an hour is all people can handle. I think Zoom's making money hand over fist, and now they're getting greedy personally. So that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. So, I mean, they made so much money. I mean, their sales and stock and everything just exploded over the whole uh, pandemic. So yeah. I think I think they're just getting a little little money hungry. It does, it does kind of bother me how, like, world leaders all need to like fly in their private jets with all their security detail and their chefs. And then they have to land in another country and they got to rent like SUVs that are like armored. And then they have to like rent out like whole floors of hotels just so they can all meet and talk. It's like, couldn't, couldn't you just sit in a room in your little office and talk to other world leaders and not bill the citizens of your country? Like, you know, $350,000 for your two day meeting. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, but then they can't have the secret conversations on how they're going to oppress us because it might be intercepted by somebody on the internet. <laughs> so it's just a piss off. Like you, you know, like fiscally, it's the most irresponsible thing they can do if they're able to do over the like phone chat. You know what I mean? Absolutely, it's it's a complete waste of money and it's complete hypocrisy. I love watching. Nothing nothing says more hypocrisy than somebody who's railing against climate problems and then they hop in a private jet and spew their way across the atmosphere halfway around the world. You know, right? I mean, what are they talking about? There's like five hundred to a thousand private jets at that Davos thing in Switzerland. Yeah. I mean, like seriously, you know? Yeah, but maybe maybe we won't know. Maybe we're too stupid to figure it out. Well, they think we are. <laughs> I mean, what it comes down to it is no matter how stupid or smart we are, there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing we can do about it. Well, there is, but I'm certainly not going to talk about it online. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you want to stay alive, right? Exactly. I like <laughs> being alive. Yeah, man, me too. I mean, there, there's days that it's like, uh, uh, but then I think, ah, no, life's better alive, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's uh it's just uh you know we're living in the world of hypocrisy. So with, with hypocrisy and climate change and the rules and shit, I went to Vancouver last week. So like first time, really, on a plane to do something vacation wise versus on a plane to you know go to a funeral or something like you know I've had to do. But landed in Vancouver, had a car rental ready to go. Went you know to the car rental place at the airport. And there's nobody else there. Like it, the airport, the Vancouver airport wasn't very busy, which is weird because it's usually pretty damn busy. And I get to the car rental place and the guy's like, all right, so for $20 more a day. So I had it for two days. So for 40 bucks, he goes, we can give you one of the new Teslas. And I was like, I don't, I don't really want to pay $40 if I don't have to. Right. And he's like, would you rather pay $120 for a full tank of gas to bring it back full? And I was like, $40, please, sir, give me the Tesla. Because I didn't have to bring it back charged or anything. I didn't have to charge it. They would charge it there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's like, it's it's at 88% right now. He asked me where I was driving. I told him, he's like, you're going to have more than enough like charge. Just bring it back. You know, you can bring it back at 1%. It'll be fine. And there's no charge to charge it. So they don't bill you to charge the car. And I got like 680 kilometers on an 88% charge. And I brought it back at 11%. So that's fucked up, right? Like I, I drove far. And it didn't have an autopilot mode, which kind of pissed me off. I kind of wanted to, you know, not drive and let's see if it would do it itself. But well, they, they test your life expectancy. Okay. <laughs> they, 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 they disabled that. The cool thing about it is there was 22 kilometers on it when I got it. It was a brand fucking new car. Oh, wow. And I get out to the car and I'm holding the, the key and the key is just like a credit card. And I'm looking, it's like, there's no door like handles. There's no locks. There's no clicker. There's no beeper. And I'm just like trying to touch the car with the key and nothing's happening. I was like, I can't get into the car. I literally don't know how to get into this fucking thing. And this lady who was just like walking by with her breakfast to look like a little styrofoam container. She had like a reflector vest. She's probably about 55, 60 years old. She's like, oh, sir, do you need help with that? I was like, hell yeah, I need help with that. I can't open the fucking car. And she's like, okay, just put the key card here, like on the, the door frame, on the driver's side door frame. And all of a sudden you hear the car unlock. And it's got door handles, but you couldn't grab the door handles until you unlocked it. They they become flesh flush with the car. Oh wow! You can't open them. They're they're like smoothing with the car, but when you unlock it, then you're able to like push one end and it pops the other end out. It's like on a teeter totter. So you pop the back end, the front one pops out. You can open your door. 
And she's like, yeah, sit inside. I was like, how do I get the trunk open? Do I just like hold the key card back there? She goes, no, it's on your digital display. So there's like a 14-inch iPad essentially in the middle of your car. No uh-huh. buttons anywhere. No buttons, nothing. Your steering wheel has two little balls on it, like little tiny balls the size of your fingernail. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So you touch the, the di- digital display uh, of your avatar on it, and you touch the trunk, and it pops the trunk. You touch the hood, it pops the hood. I was like, all right. So you, you open it just by buttons, like on a touchscreen. That's fine. And then she started going through all the settings. And those little balls are just like your mirrors. But you have to choose on the display if you want your left mirror or your right mirror adjusted. And then those little balls will adjust your mirror how you want. Oh, this thing is freaking, that would freak me out. Dude, Everything. Yeah, it's so fucked up. And it's got three cameras. So you got your really tiny rear view mirror like most cars have. But then you can change the display on that iPad. So the left pane is just your avatar, which is your car. And on the right, it splits into three images. And one is the camera on the back, which shows like both lanes behind you, the left and the right lane. And it shows way far back. And then the other two camera angles are beside you. So you can you can see cars pulling up to your left or your right. Or you can see if people are walking beside your car. It's fucking amazing. You have like a 360 degree view around you while you're driving, huh. which is awesome. And the, the weird thing about the avatar is while I was driving, I went to like a stoplight and I noticed that next to my avatar was a bunch of other oval avatars and it was just the cars beside me in traffic and it legit had the right size of them because there was a semi truck beside me. So it was like a two pronged avatar. It had a moped in front of me, which is a little tiny motorcycle Right, And then it had another car to my left and the avatars all matched. And then I drove and I saw one of the street signs for like how fast you can go and it actually showed it on the little digital display. So I'm not even looking at my cameras anymore. I'm just looking at like the 3D animated like avatar of my car. And then I got to a construction zone and it even had the pylons on display as avatars. But it had them like askew like they were. It doesn't, it doesn't just, you know, put them where they think they are. It legit reads like... 80 feet in front of the car and it populates it as an avatar exactly how it is in front of you. So you can see that the pylons are out of sync and not in a straight line. Wow. Dude, it's fucking amazing. Like, I, oh my God. And, and the best thing about it, I went out for dinner with a friend and he's like, hey, did you get it to fart yet? And I was like, what? He goes, your car can fart. I was like, why? He's like, it ju- just go to the settings. So we went in there and it does an emissions test. You can go to an uh-huh. emissions test and you can set it. So every time you use your blinker, it farts. You can choose the fart sound or you can choose randomized fart sounds and it just goes through the sequences. So every time I'm turning my blinker on, the car is just fucking farting different fart noises. Loud ones, short ones, it sounds like wet ones, dry ones, high-pitched ones, pinched ones, like baritone ones. And it, it You're having a time of your life then, weren't you? Oh my God, it doesn't stop until you turn the blinker off. But as soon as you turn the car off, it resets. So it's not... I was going to leave it for the next person who rented it, but it shuts off every time you turn the turn the car off. That's pretty funny. Dude, I, I, I don't ever plan on buying a new car, but if I were, 100% Tesla. 100%. I wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be a thought in my head. Yeah? It, it was the greatest driving experience I've I've had for, like, luxury. Wow. It was amazing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's worth, like, the 120 grand. I honestly do. Especially if it drives itself. Fuck. Yeah. You would figure that the car rental place would want the car to drive by itself. Well, you would think so, yeah. Right? To to protect the car from getting hurt. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to have probably that 
the money to buy a Tesla. So maybe I'll have the rental experience sometime. But yeah, yeah mine was by Chancellor, right? I didn't even plan on it. They just asked yeah. me. Yeah. But yeah, fucking tank of gas is probably about in Vancouver. I don't know what it is two two thirty nine a liter, I think. So multiply that by three point seven, and what is that? Eight. 820 a gallon like that yeah that's, what are you that's... what are you paying 469 a gallon yeah can you imagine paying 820 a gallon no i i don't although i can imagine i might be this year <laughs> no i'm pretty sure you will yeah that's the scary part yeah yeah it's so. super fucked up i remember in 2008 oil was like 200 a barrel and gas wasn't the cost it is now, yet barrels of gas are like, what, $90 a barrel? And gas is twice the price. You're like, well, aren't those two things correlated somehow? You, you would think they are, yes. You would assume so. And I always like when I get a Facebook message saying, oh, tomorrow 3 p.m., you know, your gas prices are going up. I was like, how the fuck do you know that? Right. How do you know when gas prices are going up? I mean, you could only know that if somebody higher up is in charge of when gas prices go up. Exactly. Yet my gas, oil and gas stocks are doing really, really poorly. So I don't get it. Gas is way more expensive, yet my oil and gas stocks are fucking crumbling. Can you figure that out? Yeah, I actually can because the company's making tons of profit. That's not related to the stock. I mean, normally in most companies that would be related to the price of stocks, but yeah. because everybody figures oil and gas is not going to be investing and making more money in the future. They don't want to put the money into stocks and they're putting money into other stocks. It's stupid, but that just means the oil and gas company makes tons of money and nobody's making any money from owning the stock. Fucking so, stupid. Yeah. It makes me so mad. The amount of like tech stock that I have just, just crumbling around me. But I mean, all the stuff that I've invested in has always increased, even with it's like, like, downward slopes it always always extends past the last the last oh, yeah. downward slope so just just hold on to it and 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 it i think it'll come back you know uh, well i mean i'm investing in the companies that are owned by the world's richest people so i mean they want to remain rich their stock's always going to be high exactly so yeah 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 uh yeah i don't know i mean right now i don't have any money really to invest uh, i'm still thinking about you know, with some of this extra money that I'm making, even though I'm paying off, you know, debts with it, I'm still thinking that I might just uh, take some speculative flyers and just drop a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there on some super, super, super cheap crypto and just say, hey, let's see what happens 10 years from now. It's not like I've thrown a hundred dollars away on other dumb crap and it's, you know, sitting in a box. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's plenty of money I've thrown away on dumb fucking shit that I wish I would have like taken a chance buying something that, you know, Maybe would get me something. Maybe yeah. Not. I mean, just I just think about probably the money I spent in two thousand eight. I couldn't have dropped twenty bucks on Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I figured, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, you look at some of these stocks that are, you know, not stocks, but like some crypto that's like minuscule percentage of a penny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And buy twenty bucks worth of it or sixty bucks of it, and do that for like ten or twenty of them. I mean. It, it, who knows? I mean, you you might lose all the money. Okay, so you lose you lose a grand. Whoopee. I mean, I mean, a grand's a grand, but still, you know. But on the other hand, what happens if one, just one of those stocks, is still around ten years from now and it's gone up to like a nickel? 
and yeah. you paid point zero 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 one for it now you'll be a, you'll be a multimillionaire. you should probably focus on your OnlyFans page yeah right i'm just gonna have to show my butthole <laughs> well i mean there's nothing wrong with that right i mean I mean, well, you, not according to all the ladies that are doing it right now. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's empowering and stunning and brave. So, yeah. You know, what was I just saw an article today that this lady's talking about some some actress is talking about she's made more off of OnlyFans like in a month than she made doing whatever TV show or whatever. It's like, yeah, well, that Catch Me Outside girls made over fifty million dollars. I mean, it's yeah. just disgusting. Fucking useless people on this planet making so much money doing nothing. They're yeah. providing nothing. And who the yep. fuck wants to pay for that? Why Why would you pay? Like, some of the celebrities that have OnlyFans, it's nothing. It's like bikini pictures. You're like, yeah. really? Somebody's paying to see you in a bikini? Can't they just Google that? Yeah. Yeah, really? exactly. So I, I, mean, I, I, I would pay for celebrities doing hardcore shit, you know? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you give me, like, Anna Kendrick getting nasty? Hell, yeah, I'd pay for that. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, seven ninety nine or whatever OnlyFans yeah, would be. I mean, I'm not saying I'd pay a lot, but I would pay for it. Yeah, you know, uh, hey, you get a three-day uh, subscription to uh, her getting plowed by three dudes. I'm like, I'd pay eight bucks for that. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I'd pay eight bucks to have three dudes plow me. I mean, can I do that? Is that is that possible? I could pay a couple of guys to and plow you if you want to play. Okay, eight bucks. Is that, <laughs> is that worth it? Eight bucks, yeah, maybe. And I might have enough cash. Let's what what if what if I do it ten times a day? That's eighty dollars a day. Oh, you'd be rolling in the money. Yeah, that's that's thirty dudes plowing me, and I made eighty but, bucks. But but you're gonna but. have to buy a lot of depends. So it's true. Yeah. No matter how much lube I use, it's it's not gonna it's, it's not never gonna, gonna help. snap back. It's never gonna snap back. Well, I I guess I should probably put my OnlyFans dreams on the back yeah. burner for now. Yeah, I tell you what, man. All I can think about is I keep thinking about like those some of those pictures I've sent you. Those like that really nice. I mean, I, it's probably more house than I need, but that that one really nice house up above the beach with the pool. Yeah, I'm just thinking, God, that would be so nice, you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I, like I said, what I would do to be able to go back to being 20 years old again. You think you'd be smarter? Well, hopefully, I take my intelligence that I have now back with. I definitely do a lot of kinkier shit earlier in life. Let's just put it that way. Oh, yeah, I feel you. Uh, I was talking to an old friend from high school, and she was reminding me of shit that happened that I totally fucking forgot about. Like, when you're talking about going back in time, this yeah. this, this whole conversation I had with her was like being back in time, right? It was like stuff I hadn't even thought about or stuff I hadn't remembered until she mentioned. I was like, holy shit, I totally remember that. But there was a guy that I worked with. I, I worked at this place called The Desert Inn, uh-huh. and it, was a, it wasn't a Greek restaurant, but the, the lady and her dad who bought it were Greek. And the guy, the head chef, and they hired me and then one of my friends and then another guy that I knew like as an acquaintance and we were cooks slash dishwashers. And I didn't remember this particular story happening until she reminded me and then it just came back like just like a fucking flood into my head about how hilarious it was. It's like how how do I not like remember telling this story my entire life? Like how did I let this one slide out of my head? How funny is that, that there's stories that involve you or that other people remember and you have no recollection of, you have like a recollection of certain memories and those are all there. Yeah. But then the rest of it is just all forgotten. But yeah, as, she, as soon as she starts talking about, it, I'm like, Oh my God, like the flood of memories is coming right back. But 
Uh, she would often visit me on my break. Like she would just walk down to the restaurant and I would have like, you know, 15 minutes to a half hour to sit outside. I would just sit like outside on the back steps and like eat my food. And there'd be people walking by like people I knew and just tourists and stuff. And I'd just be eating spaghetti or whatever was on my meal. And I remember one time I was off work and I was sitting on the steps, just, you know, just sitting there, just relaxing, waiting for her to come pick me up. And then the head chef comes out. And he always wore sweatpants, which I, I mean, I never wear sweatpants. So I always find it weird. I think people who wear sweatpants in my head are either A, like living their best life or B, they've, <laughs> given, billionaires. Up, or B, they've given up on life. It, it's yeah. it's the extreme of either or, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, how do you put your keys in there or your wallet or your phone? Like, don't they just like fall down? I, I don't know. Anyways, he's sitting there talking and talking and I'm on the, so like I'm on the, the, the bench, the stairs, he's standing on the step like behind me. So his like crotch is like eye level if I turn around. Right. And right. I, I'm turning around. He's just talking. I keep looking up and I see him like talking to my girlfriend and she's talking and she's smiling and stuff. And then I, I hear him turn around. Right. And then she just like looks at me and she points her eyes and then she does like a hand job motion and then points towards like my head. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of strays is this? I don't understand what's happening. You, you want me to give him a hand job, right? And right. I, t- I turn around as he turns back towards her, and he had a rip in his sweatpants, and his fucking ball sack was hanging out, exposed. It was right beside my head the whole time. And when I turned around, I was like eyeballs, like inches away from it. I'm like, what the fuck? This whole time? Because he was wearing his apron inside the restaurant, right? So I didn't see it, but he wasn't wearing his apron. He was standing outside. And the whole time, like it was probably about a good five, ten minute conversation that they were having because they, they knew each other because she visited a lot. Right. His balls are hanging out. And, and right behind my head, and I'm just like, yep, yep, you know, listen to the conversation. I had no idea there was a fucking ball sack hanging like inches away from my face. And she reminded me of that story, and I was like, God damn it, that was one of the best things like that I, I'm glad I forgot. Because remembering <laughs> it now is so fucking good. It's It makes me so happy to remember it now. I'm glad I never told that story before, because telling yeah. it to you right now makes me fucking happy, because you're laughing. You're <laughs> loving it. That's hilarious. All I can think of is like that movie Waiting when they were like trying to like uh, <laughs> like show each other the goat or whatever it was. The goat, the, the Abraham Lincoln, the Batwing. Yeah, yeah the Batwings and all yeah. that shit. And I, and I just think about every time I go to a restaurant about some crazy ass cook doing some stupid shit around my food and probably somebody's balls are near my food or something, you know. I can let you know working in full service restaurants back in the day, that stuff unfortunately hasn't happened. But the, the conversations that they have definitely happen. Oh. Yeah, definitely happen. But yeah, none of that physical stuff that I've ever seen, unfortunately, because that would be fucking amazing. Well, thank God. I mean, thank God. <laughs> you don't, don't want to really think that that stuff's happening, you know, yeah. uh, just thinking about different, you know, I was thinking about different jobs I've had. I was thinking about what would be a good job to to possibly meet interesting and, and possibly fun women. And yeah. I was looking, at, I was looking at some job ads and there was a there was a, a, a job ad. I mean, it doesn't pay anything, but basically it's working at a, a scrubs place, like, you know, to sell scrubs to nurses. Yeah. And I'm like, that is like jackpot. I mean, that would be like jackpot for meeting freaky chicks. Yeah. Because nurses are like, nurses and teachers are two of the most wild ones out there. And I'm thinking, wow, that would be a place to really <laughs> meet somebody. It's funny you mentioned that. I mean, I've never had the luxury of working at a place that sells scrubs for the teachers and the nurses. Yeah. But- the, the most interesting people I met are definitely working at fucking restaurants and Greek restaurants, especially 
back when I was a teenager. Like I've talked about him before. I don't know if I've talked about with you, but there was this guy that I worked with. His name was Chibuki Mike. <laughs> okay. Chibuki is the Greek word for blowjob. So we called him Blowjob Mike, but we didn't call him that until we learned who he was. Uh, he was this like 45, 50 year old, really skinny, scrawny guy, like five foot four, really puny. Uh-huh. Almost like my first day, I was a dishwasher and I was working a morning shift. And he's like, hey, can you come help me with the foreskin? And I was, I was like 50 and I was like, what? He goes, yeah, I need, I need, I need help with the foreskin. I was like, uh, I, is, I don't know what you want me to do, right? He goes, there's stuff boiling on the back counter. Can you just grab it and dump it into one of the, the colanders in the back sink? So uh-huh. I grabbed it and it was a huge metal pot and it was filled with a bunch of breakfast sausages. So he was boiling uh-huh. it to cook them, right, before you fry them right. in the grill. And I had never cooked breakfast sausage before. And I poured into the colander and it's sitting there and then he grabs them and you know how there's like the sheath or the skin over top of the sausage? Yeah. So he's pulling that off. He's like, yeah, it's little foreskins. Just so many of them. And I, he, he like taught me to like jerk off the sausage to get the little foreskin off. So I'm this like 15 year old kid. I'm just like jerking off these little sausages and I'm just like, yeah, no, no, like, like a little one at a time. I'm not actually jerking. Yeah. It. Yeah, I figured that. Right. But yeah, just like, wow, that's a really weird thing to say to like a 15 year old kid about, you know, sausages and foreskins. Right. Then he's like, yeah, bring it up here. I'm going to throw some on the grill. And then he's like, oh my God, let me tell you, I got my oil changed last night. And I was like, I, I don't know who you are. I don't know what that means. He's like, yeah, I got fucked last night. And I was like, cool. I'm going to go back to doing dishes because I'm not sure how comfortable I feel right now with this dude talking about peeling foreskins and then getting his oil changed last night. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck is going on? Oh yeah, I was just, you know, and then my, I was working with my friend Terry, and he was like, man, have you have you talked to like Mike? He says weird shit. I was like, yeah, he's pretty funny, but I mean, you know, not nothing too too out there. And then one night, I was working. It was a closing shift. I was doing dishes, and he's like, hey man, uh, do you want to come up for a beer after your shift? So he he was closing the kitchen. He was done. I just had like mopping left to do, and he uh-huh. was living he was living up in the banquet hall of the restaurant. The, the owner had converted it into like a little apartment for him to live in. So uh-huh. my, my guess it was part of his, his pay was like no rent. You know what I mean? They don't pay him very well, but they give him a free place to live. Right. And I go up there and he, and there's nothing up there. It's like a big banquet room. There's carpet and he's got like an old TV and VHS player just on the floor. There's like no, no couches or anything. I'm just looking around. He gives me a beer and I, I crack it open. I don't, I don't even like beer, but you know, 15 and someone offers you free beer. Right. Right. Take it. And he's like, hey, yeah, just watch your VHS. I'm going to go shower. I was like, all right, cool. So I'm, um, yeah, 15 years old, and this is kind of fucked up. And I pop in a VHS, and there's no labels on it. I hit play. Oh, yeah, it, it was porn, and it was a dude blowing his load on another dude. Whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, hold on. So, yep, yep. So then I take that one out, and I'm like, all right, well, that's probably a one-off, right? And I grab the next one, I put it in, and it's it's two dudes, like 69ing. I'm like, all right, cool. Take that one out. Grab the next one. It's a guy blowing a load onto a guy's like big red bearded face. I'm like, all right, um, I'm gonna finish his beer really quick. So you know, I chug the beer back. He gets out of the shower. He's got a towel around him. He's like, so did you, did you see anything you like in those videos? I'm like, uh, nope. I'm uh, you know, I I appreciate what you're what you're doing, Mike. Thanks for the beer. Thanks for you know trying to be my friend. But I'm really do you have any with girls in it? Like any videos? He's like, no man, I'm not really interested in that. I was like, okay, well thank you. 
and I left through the back door, sliding glass door. I walked down like the fire escape, which is like this old wooden, wooden stairwell. And I'm, I'm walking home. It's about a 50 minute walk home. And I'm just like, what the fuck just happened here? Like I'm a, I'm in a whole new world right now that I, is, is this what Terry was talking about? Like did Terry do this with Mike? Cause he's like, Mike's weird. Right? So maybe he just, maybe he did this and he's not talking about it. Or maybe I'm the first. I, I got to talk to Terry about this. This is super fucked up. Like usually I talk to my mom about everything, but I was like, oh, I'm going to hold off on this one for a bit. Cause she's probably going to make me quit my job. Yeah. I'm not going to tell mom about the guy on guy porn. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> and yeah, I just go home. And then the next day, you know, uh, I don't know. It was probably a weekend. So like Monday or whatever, I'm in school and I'm talking to Terry and Terry's like, no, no, I, I haven't experienced that yet with him. I was like, Oh, Okay, good to know, but just uh, warn you that uh, something something strange might happen if he invites you up for a beer after close one night. <laughs> um, I don't know. A couple weeks later, I hadn't told anybody about it except for Terry. It was just it was a weird situation. And yeah, things are different in the '90s. You know what I mean? Like he would have been arrested on the spot now. You know what I mean? Oh God, yes, he'd be accused yeah. of being a pedophile and a groomer and yeah, everything else. He'd he'd be well. He'd be fucked. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm there with uh, my my friends show up at close one night. I'm still got sweeping and mopping to do, and I'm outside saying, "Hey guys, I'll be done in like 15 minutes." And then Chibuki Mike, who we hadn't started calling him Chibuki Mike yet, but Chibuki Mike comes out of the the top sliding glass door that I like left the other day, and he's like, "Hey, do any of your friends want to come up for a beer?" And one of my friends is like, "Yeah, man, I'll get I'll get a beer, free beer, fuck yeah." And I just look at him. I was like, you know, Clay, this is the moment where you can be a good friend and just tell him not to go up there. Or this could be a moment that you can talk about for the rest of your life and don't say a fucking word. <laughs> so he goes up the, the stairwell. like up the, say, So you let him go up there. <laughs> and then I, I look into the car with my other two friends are there. I go, oh, my God, you guys have no idea. What's about to happen? I tell them as quickly as I can what happened to me. And they're just like, fuck off. No way. That's not happening. I was like, no, no, no. You just wait. You just wait. And like within like five, 10 minutes after I'm done mopping, I'm waiting outside by the car, the sliding glass door opens and my friend starts running down the fire escape. The, the fire escape zigzags from one end of the building uh-huh. back to the other end and back to the other end until it's on the ground. Right. So it does like a, a V and a, a two V's or a W and he's running this wooden thing. You hear it. Like it's loud. It's echoing. He gets to the car. He's like, that dude is trying to get me drunk and fuck me in the ass. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, he is. He goes, you knew about this? I'm like, I experienced what you experienced. Uh, Did he come out with a towel? He goes, yeah, man. He came out of the shower, and he's like, we should watch a video. And he put a VHS in, and it was two dudes fucking, and he gives me a beer. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And what's funny is the fact that me and you both think this is some funny shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we're smart enough to know not to, you know, suck off the old guy. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, but you'd already experienced it. No, I mean, he was he was frail. He was tiny. He was puny. He was like, oh yeah, he, he was a little twink, right? It, I I as at fifteen, I probably could have taken him. Yeah, he wasn't a big guy. And yeah, the next day at work, he was drunk a lot, man. Like he was drunk on shift all the fucking time. He would be yeah. slurring his words. They would smoke in the kitchen. He would like leave it on the edges of the counters, and the ash would hit the floor. If I needed to find any of my bosses at that Greek restaurant is somewhere in this big-ass kitchen. I could just find the cigarettes by looking at how much ash had fallen off already. It's like, well, that one has not a lot. Oh, that one over there has a little bit less. That one over there has a little bit less. I could, like, follow a circle to where they would just smoke it, leave it, do something, light up another one. It was fucking weird. 
But he started uh, calling his like ranch dressing chibuki sauce. I'm like chibuki sauce. He's like, yeah, it's Greek for blowjob. I was like, chibuki sauce. He goes, no, chibuki is Greek for blowjob. So I'm gonna make chibuki sauce all the time. So he was making chibuki sauce, and then we decided to call him Chibuki Mike because clearly he liked giving blowjobs. And I mean, we all like getting them. We don't always all like giving them. Oh man, that is that is funny. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get a job where I could sell scrubs, but I definitely had an experience that I I can talk about forever. Well, you know, I don't know that I'm necessarily gonna go go try to get this job, but I was just sitting there as I was looking through jobs going. You know, I bet I could actually meet some some women that way working in a place like that because all it's going to be—I mean, there'll be some dudes coming in there buying yeah, scrubs too. But, absolutely. Yeah, but but mostly it would be it would be women. So I was, I was just trying to think what would be a good job. I also kind of thought about you know if you ever worked a uh, like a, like you said like a, a shift at like a restaurant, there'd always be some kind of you, you know sometimes you see the most beautiful women at, at, at restaurants. Oh, oh my God, servers and hostesses is yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're they're, they're and, used to to get people like us to go there to eat and drink. Right, exactly, exactly. The thing is though, is that there's a thing that's called social game. Do you know what social game is? Tell me more. A social game is the whole angle around meeting somebody that's based around basically your social interactions. So, like, say for example, I'm not what you would call a historically handsome man, right? But you know what? If I'm working around somebody and and I'm cool and I'm funny and I'm nice and I'm pretty confident and I'm not like, you know, a complete puss around the girls, they're going to be like, you know, I'm kind of horny and I don't want to go out and meet some stranger. And, you know, Charlie Ray over here, he's, he's a pretty nice guy. And, you know, I, I trust him. I've been around him. I don't feel weird around him. He hasn't whipped his dick out once and slapped me in the face yet. Exactly. He hasn't made me watch any guy on guy porn. <laughs> you know? and he hasn't asked me to you know help him change his oil once. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, did you rotate my tires back there? <laughs> garden salad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I need to know. I need a new fuel filter. It's like I don't know what that means. I'm 15. But that's what I'm saying. Because here's the thing. The thing is, the thing is, you can learn about about women is that there's a whole lot to be said for just being cool around the topic of sexuality and not being like really weird and creepy about it. If you're just like, you know, you know, I don't judge you on this. I don't judge you on that. Then they, then they feel, they get to feeling really comfortable with you. And then, you know, you can, you might have something happen. And I'm not saying that to be sleazy or creepy. I'm just saying it's just natural, you know, chemistry yeah. you know, between people, but oh, and confidence, you know, right? Exactly. And I, and I know if I'm working with somebody, I know I make people laugh. I can be funny. You know, I, I, I know, you know, certain things. I was I was thinking about that last night. I mean, I wasn't trying to pick her up, but I was at this party last night and I was making a couple of the girls that were there with their husbands or boyfriends or whatever. And I was making them laugh hysterically about the stuff that I was doing. And it was just and it's just me just being funny around an environment. So I know if I'm working around a bunch of people, I'll be friendly with them. But it's just, it's just, there's so much, there's so much intensity around trying to meet people as long as they're not, you know, as long as they're not trying to consider you to be like the one or the one they're trying to marry or, or date, you're yeah. still good enough. You're still good enough to have fun with, you know? Does it make you sad that after you made those girls laugh and got them probably, you know, aroused with your confidence, they're going to go home and fuck their husband? 
don't you hate when you're listening to a podcast and they sort of just like cut it off abruptly and you don't get a conclusion anyway that's sort of what just happened here because the second part is coming out next week and you get to hear more stories about chibuki mike and more stories about charlie ray and his current relationship status